Hey, what's up? Cody Birch here. Welcome to the show. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about two unusual funnels that will give you some great ideas on how you can make more money and serve people even better in your business. I'll see you there. Want to know what it really takes to build a thriving, profitable business from the ground up? Hey, I'm your host, Cody Birch, and this is the Cody Builds a Business Podcast, your unfiltered front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch or die trying. Let's get started. All right, welcome to Wednesday's episode. And before we get started, I wanted to read another review from the iTunes podcast review store place. Okay, whatever that's called. Uh, and hey, while you're thinking about this, if you could leave a rating and review, that would really help me out. It's something that I have always forgotten to mention, and now I'm trying to remember better. So if you leave a review, you just might be able to uh, get your shout out on the show, just like this person here. So the uh, today's uh, review is from Sarah B in Denver. And she said, this is a new business game changer. And she gave it five stars. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah said, this is super valuable for someone like me who was previously completely new to digital marketing and now launching her own campaigns and funnels. So Sarah, thanks for the review as always and for the comment there. I really appreciate it. And uh, congrats on your success in getting your business launched out into the world. Okay, so today I want to talk about two new funnels that, uh, not new funnels, but they were new to me. And I, I, I see funnels everywhere. I see upsells and I see customer value optimization and those types of things everywhere I go. It's the blessing and the curse of being at this for so long. And I really love it. I'm always looking for new ways that we can add stuff to um, to our business. So as uh, I believe Dan Kennedy said back in the day, there's three ways to make more money as a business. You can get more customers. So get more people to buy your stuff. You can get the people that buy your stuff to buy more frequently. So like some kind of subscription model or something like that. Or you can get them to, uh, you can get them to buy more. So like more people or get them to spend more when they buy. So we increase your cart value, so to speak, or get them to buy more frequently. Okay. So I'm going to share two of them that uh, came up as I was on a trip with my oldest son, Jacob, last month in Dallas. We did a bunch of stuff, but two of the places we went um, were iFly, which is indoor skydiving. And the second was Medieval Times. Okay. So I'm going to share how those businesses work. And as I'm talking through this, I want you to think about which of these can you add to your business. And I'll share which ones I've done and how they kind of transfer to online businesses. But remember, people just want to get a better experience. They might want to go faster. They might want to have an enriched, limited experience. And both of these businesses touched on that really brilliantly. So up first is iFly. iFly is an indoor skydiving place. You go in this huge silo and a massive fan in the floor blows. And if you're 13 years old, you float in the air, right? So it was amazing. My son loved it. Now here's how I interacted with this. I knew about this. There's not a ton of them in the US. So they're kind of hard to find, but being in a big city, I knew there was one. So I went to Groupon or Living Social, which I think are the same thing. And I bought a Groupon for an introductory flight. It was two one minute flights. And it was also lessons to get trained because it was our first time. We had to go to flight school and all that stuff. Now, when we were there, we were redeeming the Groupon, so we'd already spent our 80 or 90 bucks for the two one-minute sessions in the course. But they, the woman that checked us in said, do you want to go high? Do you want to get higher where you go like way high? I was like, well, I don't know what that is. She said, she said, well, you can decide when you get up there. You don't have to tell me now, but your instructor will make the offer on your second flight at the very end to go way high up in the silo compared to just floating you know, four feet above the ground. I said, great. Sounds great. She said, do you want a GoPro? 
And I said, no, thanks. She's like, do you want this super cool helmet? And I said, I, is the normal helmet okay? She's like, yeah, that's fine. She's like, do you want pictures and photos and video of your flight? And I said, no, thanks, no, thanks, no, thanks. But those were in-cart upsells, right? I was already there. I was already spending money. I was already in the establishment. I was at the front desk. They already had my money. We were about to go fly. And she wanted to enrich my experience. Now, you'll notice this at large events. For example, when I go to traffic and conversion, they might say, do you want to get into the room early? and go in a side entrance with a red carpet and a velvet rope only for VIPs. And on breaks, do you want to go get your own coffee like these peasants out there waiting in line for Starbucks? Or do you want to come to the VIP lounge where we have an espresso bar? And we'll also give you books and gifts and you get to meet the speakers. We'll buy you lunch. Like they start to make you a great offer. It's not about coming to the event. It's, hey, you're committed to coming to the event. Would you like to have a more enriching experience that's more limited? You get more access. You get to sit closer. So there's a lot of convenience and a lot of uh, access at, 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 those, at that particular offer. My event has that as well. This, for this event, I've, I've got normal ticket prices and I've got VIP tickets. The VIP tickets, we go to dinner the night before. We go to lunch every day. And so it's not about coming to the event. It's, hey, while you're at the event, would you like more access? Get your problem solved more quickly, have better networking and better collaboration with a more intimate group of people over a group shared experience of lunch and masterminding and things like that. Okay. So that I thought was pretty interesting was the in-cart upsells while we were there. Okay. Then we flew, we did decide to go high. It was amazing. And was kind of a funny sales tactic. The instructor who was incredible, he asked my son, do you want to go high? Even though I had to, you had to pay an extra fee to go high. And my son's like, yeah, yeah. And I thought, this is so great. When else will I be here to be able to have him have this experience? Of course, let's just do it. So I paid the extra 20, 30 bucks, whatever it was for him to go high. And it was amazing. So that's the in-card upsells and uh, what happened at that business, okay? At the very end, and pay attention to this, my son was on cloud nine. The adrenaline, it was so funny because he's getting old enough where he can kind of try to act cool. He just turned 13, but he was smiling and laughing and giggling it was so fun to watch that much joy on his face. So after that, the instructor asked me, hey, dad, if you decide to buy right now, which sounds like a one-time offer, right? You can get four one-minute flights for the price of two or something like that. I forget the deal because unfortunately I said no. I was like, hey, we don't live here. We live in Colorado. We're leaving tomorrow. We can't come back. And uh, But they made me a great offer while I was there. So that was one offer, a one-time offer. Hey, don't pay our sticker price. Don't pay what normal people pay. Since you're here, since you just flew, limited time, one-time offer, do you want to fly more for cheaper? And honestly, I think it might have been less. It was like we paid something like 90 bucks for two minutes, like two one-minute flights. It was something like, no, it wasn't, but it wasn't double. It wasn't like 180. It was like $100 for four flights. You know what I mean? It was, it was really an enticing offer. Then I said no to that. And he said, hey, well, we also have these progressions where there's this, basically think of a success path where they start here as a novice and then we get better and better and better and better and you learn different tricks and movements and things like that as well. And I said no to that as well and we went on our way and got our lunch. But think about that. So for me and the fam, I have the success path. And so there's people that are in, in the crew or that I know in the world I'm like, hey, when are we going to get to offers? Like, well, we cover offers in the beginning. Right after we nail your market, we're going to make your market awesome offers. Cool. Are we going to get to work with funnels? Oh, yeah, for sure. We're going to put your awesome offer in a funnel page, which is just a landing page where they can give you their email address and then give you their credit card and give you money. Cool. When are we going to learn ads? Well, ads is after that. We're going to drive traffic to your funnels with your offers to your target market. Does that make sense? What about email nurturing? Yeah, we got email nurturing. That's at the very end. 
because people are going to opt into your funnel but not take your offer and we're going to want to nurture them until they're ready to buy. So it's this progression. So do you have a one-time offer in your business? Do you have an in-cart upsell in your business? Do you have a progression where you can walk them through from point A to point Z and they get better over time with milestones, checkpoints, and achievements? And if you don't, that's okay. You don't have to, but just think about that as a really interesting way. They could have very easily just said, yep, enjoy this flight and have a nice day. But they said, hey, while you're here, do you want these other options to enrich your experience with more access and like a subscription almost? Okay, so really cool. All right, next I'm gonna tell you about how Medieval Times tries to pry money from my cold hands. Oh, Medieval Times, Medieval Times, Medieval Times. Uh, if you've been there, you know. Uh, I was there when I was a kid and I really liked it. I thought it was incredible. There was sword fighting and jousting and showmanship and a beautiful maiden and brave knights and the food was uh, okay. I remember being, as a kid, I was I was not really into playing in the mud. I didn't like being messy. And so when they bring out a half chicken and you have to eat it with your hands, I thought it was really gross. And then I did the craziest thing. I'm so surprised this worked out in my favor. I was dating my now wife, Christy, and we were going to Dallas and said, hey, I've got to take you to this place. You're going to love it. So I'd been there when I was eight, and now I was like 19 or 20 dating my girlfriend, Christy, who luckily, shockingly, became my wife, right? So we went, and I was just like apologizing for three hours. Like, I'm so sorry. This is so dumb. Like, it's so corny. But I thought, hey, I'll take my kid. Like, I think he'll think it's cool. It's sword fighting, and it's it's jousting. It's fun. And and I, I honestly think he did think it was fine. But I was there, and I thought, this is kind of for younger kids or people who have ponytails and like to ride on horses and like like to – fight with swords, uh, whatever. So I digress. So Medieval Times is kind of interesting. Similar model as iFly where we you could get uh, better seating. So they had three or four different levels of upsells. One was you could get better seating, which we did. We got to be the VIP, which was kind of funny because it wasn't that crowded. We probably would have gotten good seats anyway. So we were at the first row of our little seating section cheering for the Red Knight. And uh, they also had, and this is where dad turned down all of these. I didn't think my kid would think it was very fun. But you could do a meet and greet with the king and queen or whoever. I forget what they're, they're whatever they're called. They're, I'll just call them king and queen for your imagination. They weren't that. They were whatever lords and ladies or whatever. You could meet the characters. You could see some of the horses. You could get your photo taken with the king and queen and a photo taken with the maiden. You could get souvenir cups and lanyards and lights and rings and jewelry and swords and all that stuff. They had a ton of, now we're back to in-cart upsells. That's kind of all they had. They had ways to upgrade your experience. So I had decided I'm going to go with my son. I actually didn't buy the VIP, but I thought, I wanted him to think that it was that we were cool. So when we got there, he would be like, yeah, we're VIP. Like, check it out, respect, VIP with the lanyard, right? So I did that. It was, I don't know, 10 or 20 bucks a person to get to sit a little bit closer, get to go into the arena a little bit early. And that was pretty much it. So there was also a way to get shout outs from the, I don't know, lords and ladies. There was a guy with a scroll and he's like, tonight we welcome, you know, Jacob, which I didn't, I didn't end up paying for. So that didn't happen. But I thought was funny is they said, uh, you know, we welcome, you know, Lisa on her birthday and Christy on her anniversary and all these people. And tonight we also welcome child protective services, which I thought was a joke, but it wasn't, you know, the people that work at CPS were there enjoying the tournament as well. I thought that was kind of funny. So we all had a good laugh about that. But uh, so the better seating and then access to the kind of to the characters, kind of the behind the scenes play, 
And then also the shout out makes you feel nice and they can't do a thousand shout outs. They only did like 10. So you had to pay for that exclusivity. So there's some scarcity there. There's some, uh, again, there's some access. There's some memorabilia. It's like, hey, do you want to go behind the scenes? Do you want to take some photos, meet the horses, et cetera there? Okay. So that's pretty much it. Once you see this, you realize this exists everywhere. We went to Six Flags on that trip too. So here's a bonus one. You know, you can pay extra for Six Flags to get different access. You can't, you know, you get to kind of go to the front of the line. I call them fast passes. That's what Disney calls them, whatever Six Flags calls them. You could pay for that. You could get in early. You could stay late. They have extra hours. Uh, they also had, I noticed a lot of people were carrying specific cups because they were getting free refills or something like that that was specific to the holidays. They also had basically a free upsell, if you can call it that. When you bought a fall ticket, we were going to a thing called Fright Fest. You get to come back for their Christmas like their, their fall and their November and their December and their October, you get to come back every weekend for free while you're there. And I, I don't live there, so I can't go back. But their game, obviously, is get you in the park because then you're spending a lot of money on those drinks and treats and food and things like that too. So super interesting. I just always – I try to pay attention. Like how are they making money? They being anybody. Could be your cable company. Could be Costco. Like Costco, I don't know if you know this, but one of their biggest loss leaders – is their rotisserie chickens. They put them in the back of the store. And think about this, they're $4.99 for an entire chicken where the meat falls off the bone. It's salty and delicious. I, There's no way they make money on those chickens. There's no way they make money on those chickens. There's no way. But they get you in the store. So you are buying other stuff. I heard this about Costco too, and I'm a huge Costco fan. They don't label their aisles. They want you to meander up and down the aisles. Today I was looking for, I don't know, shampoo or something for my kids. And I, there's no label. I, I thought about asking somebody, where can I find the shampoo? And we we're just meandering. And while we're there, I was like, oh, I need some razors and some you know shaving cream and deodorant. And I went there for shampoo and you just have to force down the aisles. But just I encourage you to pay attention and think, how can I use this in my business? And I realize at this point in this episode, 15 minutes in, I've tapped into a vein of something I love to talk about so much that I better stop myself because I will continue on and on and on. So those are two interesting funnels I wanted to share with you and break them down and think about how you can add that stuff in your business. Can you add in-card upsells? Can you make their experience better, richer? Can they sit closer? Can they get more access to you? Can you provide text support or phone support or chat support with people? Can you meet them in person? Can you do some done-for-you option with them? Can they sit closer? Can you mail them a book? Can you mail them something physical that will enrich their experience when they interact with you and your program or your service? And add it and help people and make even more money. See you in the next episode.